0: Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive standard third row seating available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure i'm planning on going river rafting this weekend and i'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive learn more about the all-new hyundai santa fe at hyundaiusa.com call 562-314-4603 for complete details
1: i'm mark
2: chapman welcome to the planet premier league podcast
0: step back and kiss myself and big time the city assassin does it again give me the hot sauce give me the hot sauce Woo!
3: it is episode 47 of give me the hot sauce we are anxious to get rolling a lot of things happening in the world of sports the nba is back in a week with the start of training camp The Bulls are going to hold their media day at the United Center coming up on Monday with a lot of new faces. We're all excited about that. And if you hear any strange noises during episode 47 of Give Me the Hot Sauce, we have some special guests, a couple of four-legged friends. Is bring, is, is, bring yeah. is bring your children to work day today. bring your puppy, <laughs> bring your puppies to work day.
0: <laughs> or smell anything funny? You I know don't what? know if we
3: have smell vision on YouTube. You know what?
0: Not yet. You know no. what? You know what? Leave Thanks my dogs guys. alone, guys. Okay, leave them alone. They're, they're, they're healthy. Their babies. are healthy. <laughs> they're only doing what they're they're were brought here to do. If they, they need to, they already win, had a man code violation. Hey, listen, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> those don't apply to Tim, the four legged friends. They, if they need, if they need, they have a puppy fart. They will fart. Leave them alone. <laughs> it's hot in this room, so it's lingering. So it's are already... in the studio right now, ladies and gentlemen. America, we're burning up in here, and we're we're in a fog. Oh, lot. <laughs>
3: My nose hairs are burning. Oh man! And now you're going to have to find some dog sitters on a more regular basis. You're going back uh, on the road, is the news. You and Adam Amin will be traveling to yes. the for the road games. That's great for the viewers, but it, logistically for you, it's going to cause some issues, I'm sure. Stacy, you with me? America,
0: <laughs> America. <laughs> I love the fans. I'm a man of the people. But but I wasn't ready for that news. But I'm a I'm a trooper. I'm gonna I'm gonna show up to work 41 games on the road and make sure I bring it every single night. <laughs> I'm not excited about it, but I'm gonna bring it every night. Don't forget the preseason games, too. Oh, Jesus. I thought about that. <laughs> Starts like the first we got, week of October. Yeah, preseason games. Yeah, oh, there's four man. of them. I'm, I'm not Two old. on the road. America i'm excited <laughs> don't don't listen to mark i'm excited i'm really uh, look at my face and five more Sox games what? yeah we need to yeah yeah i need to get it i need to get this socks game again Yeah, the
3: White Sox, congratulations. AL Central champions, the win over the Cleveland Indians. We're taping late Thursday afternoon. The White Sox have wrapped up the Central Division title with about 10 days to go, which should serve them well. We'll talk a little bit about that later in, in the show, baseball, a little bit of college football. We have a special guest coming up, another member of the great Sooner family, Marcus Dupree is going to yes. join us in just a few minutes. But first, uh, we'll talk a little hoops. And one of the big stories going on in the NBA right now is the whole Ben Simmons saga that took a, the next step where the, he had a meeting with Doc Rivers and the front office of the 76ers and basically told him flat out, you can find me, you can do whatever you want, but I'm not coming to training camp and I'm never going to play another game in a Philadelphia 76ers uniform. The problem for Ben and his agent, Rich Paul, LeBron's longtime friend, is that he's got a four years left on his contract, one hundred and forty-seven million dollars. And Stacey, we were talking about it before we started the show. You, you're taking a pretty hard line that the Sixers should hold firm here.
0: Yes, um, you know, listen. It, at some point, you got to draw a line in the sand if your organization. I mean, this this kid wanted max money. He was able to get max money, and now that he's got max money, he wants to be traded to the team that he wants to be traded to because he's got his money, and that other team would not have been able to pay him otherwise unless it was a via trade. So. If I'm Philadelphia, I'm saying, you know what, Ben? Let me let me tell you what we're going to do. If you want to sit out, we're going to find you for every day you sit out. Mm-hmm. Which they can. And if, you, can under and the if you don't want to play here, that's fine. Then, then forfeit that 147 million back to us, and uh, we'll 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 accommodate you, and you can go somewhere else.
3: The problem is that Ben's going to have a war chest because of the contract he negotiated with the Sixers. He gets 16 million dollars before the season even begins. So they can find him on the remaining part of his salary, but he's got a he's got a war chest of sixteen million dollars. Well, that's gonna go I'm, in the bank. I'm,
0: if I'm Philadelphia, I'm busting into the war chest, okay? <laughs> because if we if we got to give it to you, if we got to give you give you that money at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and you've already shown you're not going to show up, that is for performance base. That is that we're paying you to represent the Philadelphia 76ers. So they need to take a hard line stance. They need to say, you know what, we're tired of these players getting their money and then asking for trades when they get max dollars. You know, it's been a strategy the last few years with a lot of these players and these teams kind of buckle. You know, they feel like, oh, we got to get rid of him because we don't, we're not getting anything for him. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you're going to move Ben Simmons, first of all, you got to get a all-star caliber player back because he is a all-star caliber player. He's a guy, if he plays in Philadelphia this year, they're a legitimate threat to come out of the Eastern conference and possibly winning it all. Um, I don't know how much he's worked on his game. Um, he spent more time worrying about, you know, the other things other than working on his game. If Giannis, Kardashians. Yeah, yeah, Kardashians. <laughs> um,
3: it's always a problem.
0: The partying, the the NBA lifestyle, and not working on his game. I mean, if Giannis can work on his game, Giannis never had a jump shot. You know, three three years ago, he didn't have a jump shot. But he wasn't afraid to take him, and he kept working on him. And now he's a serviceable outside shooter that you have to really game plan against. And then if you push up on him, he can put the ball on the floor and then go right to the rim and dunk on you. Ben Simmons is a, is a summer shooter. He looks great in the summer. You watch him on video. He's shooting threes. He's got a nice jump shot. It's wet out there. It's like, Oh man, Ben Simmons can really been working on his game. But then when it comes time for the season, you put on that 76ers Jersey and you don't see those jump shots. You don't see that confidence that you see him playing the pickup games.
2: He averaged six points in those last three games against it. Well, he was afraid yeah.
3: to shoot the ball because he didn't right. want to go to the free throw line. He was uh, six for 14. Shot like 33% from the free throw line.
2: Six for 14, he took 14 Stinger, shots in three games. Yeah.
3: Stinger, is there a stat on how good the career is after dating a Kardashian? Ask <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tristan
2: Thompson yeah. about
0: that. Yeah, I, I think there's
3: he's, a long He's list. been traded around the league ever since that. Yes, yeah, But you know, Stacey, with, with Rich Paul being his agent, and this is something that Bulls fans should think about because Rich Paul now represents Zach Levine, who will be a free agent next summer. Remember what happened in New Orleans? Anthony Davis had a year and a half left on his contract, and he said, I want to be traded. And Rich Paul said he wants to go to the Lakers. He wound up on the Lakers. James Harden wanted to be traded to either Philadelphia or Brooklyn. He winds up on Brooklyn. I mean, these players have so much power right now, I don't know what what these organizations can do unless it's, it's the a copy. Gets it's a copycat league.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone's watching what every other superstar is doing. Yep. These other superstars are watching how these guys are forcing their way out of of pretty much situations where they really shouldn't be able to get out. Because when you have a guaranteed contract and you've got multiple years on there, you're talking three, four, five years left with hundreds of million involved. The team has the power. But no one wants to wield that power because they're afraid that they're going to alienate the player, the agent or other players that possibly right. may come. Yep. And you got to man. You got to I mean, listen, back when I played and I know I don't want to be one of those guys back when I played, <laughs> but the organizations and speaking of Michael Jordan, the organizations had so much power. Sure. Michael Jordan was well, the most powerful player in the game at that particular time. If Michael Jordan was on any other team, Michael Jordan probably would have been able to be the GM. He probably would have been able to get this guy, trade that guy, get this guy, trade that guy. But in Chicago, that wasn't gonna happen because Jerry Krause had wielded a big stick. And Jerry Krause is one of the reasons why Michael doesn't like Jerry Krause because Michael never got that kind of power as a player to dictate who can come, who needs to leave. If Michael had his way, Michael would have a team full of North Carolina players. Sure. Okay, because that's yeah. how much he loved North Carolina. He tried to get Walter Davis here, um, you know, J.R. Reed, all, a bunch of North Carolina guys. And Jerry stood pat and basically said, you play and I'll manage. And mm-hmm. that didn't sit well with Michael. And, you know, and that's where their relationship kind of fractured. But the NBA now has to get back to doing that because everybody, all these young – Trey Young is looking at this. You know, all these young kids who are going to have these max contracts at some point, they're looking at these older stars, you know, positioning themselves, boycotting, and getting to the team they want to go. Who's to say that Trey Young is happy in Atlanta? Who's to say that, you know, if he gets Rich Paul in a couple years, that, you know, he wants to go to uh, (laughs) – America gas alert America (laughs) we got a doggy fart here I don't think we can announce every one the show's gonna just be a mess and that and that and seriously seriously America (laughs) America I tasted that one that that stopped me in mid-sentence that stopped me in mid-sentence I Oh, I need a drink. Was oh, that, Lord. Yeah, you, I need a felt drink. like the Philadelphia I couldn't, I couldn't 76ers finish. front <laughs> office after that I one. I can finish. Was that beef or chicken? I don't know, man. It's like <laughs> sand in my mouth right now. <laughs> I'm going to put on my mask. But
3: you know what's happened, Stacey? The business model now is used to be the teams would try to manage their books, create cap space, and try to make a big free agent signing. Now what the players are doing, they've got all the power. What they're doing is they sign the max extension with the with the current team so they can get all the money, the highest percentage raises, the extra year of, of security. And then if they're not happy a year later, trade me. And that's exactly what and, Rich Paul and other agents are and, trying to and, push their guys and for. And
0: that's why you have to, one organization is gonna have to stand up to this right. and be the example. And why not Philadelphia? You know, you got a team that is very good. You got a team that can possibly challenge for a title. Why not make that hard line stance and say, you know what, Ben? You got four years, one hundred and forty-seven million dollars. If you don't want to play, that's great. But we're not going to trade you. You're an asset to us. You're you're a franchise player, and there's no way in the world you can get equal value for for Ben Ben Simmons unless you get a franchise player back. You know, they, they talk about Portland. I mean, who are you going to give up, Dame Lillard? No way, C.J. McCollum. They're talking about, but Dame Lillard is, in my opinion, is the franchise player there. So I want franchise for franchise. I don't want a. uh, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from C.J. He's a very good player, but he's not Ben Simmons, Mm -hmm. you know. And if you're Golden State, you know, I heard you know the the Draymond Green for him. And I'm if I'm Golden State, they don't uh,
3: I'm like, Well, their yeah. owner got fined fifty grand yeah. for tampering. Yeah, are talking bet. about yeah. Simmons would not fit with our roster. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. okay. Yeah, keep thinking that. Yeah. You, well, you had to be careful yeah, what you say yeah, as, yeah, as an yeah, owner. That's yeah, for because, sure because the league's yeah. watching. Big Brother's watching. Yeah, the Iron Skag. Yeah. 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 Hey, listen.
2: If Milwaukee can do it, any team can do it. What? And other well, players, Giannis. Yeah, I mean, other players could see what Giannis did. And well,
3: Giannis never held a gun to their head.
2: That's what I'm saying. How come other players can't see what Giannis did? He got the max contract. He stuck it out. Because
0: Giannis is about loyalty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, Giannis I hope- is about loyalty. Giannis is about hard work. Yeah. Giannis was and, a scared and, teenager who yes, came over here yes, in the city of Milwaukee,
3: yes, took him in. Took that him played in. a big role in that.
0: That played a big role
2: in it. Yeah. And I, and, but I hope that there are other players out there looking at Giannis and saying, "I want to do what he did. I want that." Listen, I, you know. I J- mean, listen, Stinger. Well, they I take where, the money, know, then they have to be. Trailed. I know. I
0: know where you're coming with that, Stinger. And I appreciate you your your, your thought process on that. But at the same time. The problem with this NBA is is that everybody wants max dollars. And in order to get max dollars, you have to be with the team that's got you. So now all these agents are positioning these guys to sign max deals. Right. And so once they get the max deals, they want to be traded after they get the max yeah, deal. Because right. they know that if they get traded before they sign that max deal, or if they it. sign as a free agent, they're going to leave $60, 70000000 yeah. on the table. Right. This is a ploy. And, and, and the NBA has to step in. Yep. Teams have to say, you know what, we're going to bite the bullet. We're gonna call your bluff, Ben Simmons. We wanna see if you'll sit out a whole year. And if you do, we'll take we'll take whatever that year pay is, we'll take it, put it back. And if you want to do it again next year,
2: well, until we'll do a team, it again. Until a team does that, this is gonna to continue to happen. It's gonna keep happening. It's, it's gonna keep happening we, because
0: because I mean, first of all, listen, uh Paul has monopolized the superstars right now. Yeah. Okay, he's got almost every superstar player. They used to be like David Falk, Arn Tellum. They used to do that. They used to split all the players. Rich Paul, and because LeBron is the backer, LeBron is able to recruit as a as a player that's playing in the game right now. He's able to go to Zach Levine and say, "Hey man, come join Clutch." Da 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 da. And he's part owner of Clutch. That's oh, a sh- conflict of interest. He should
2: get fined for tampering. If are you ordered- are you
3: concerned that Rich Paul might try to ne- steer Zach to L.A.
0: If you're Zach Levine. You know, and you you want to see where this franchise is going to go with all the moves that they made. OK, now you finally in your your career, the first time in your career, you have a legitimate players that can help you. They can take some pressure off of you and and help you win basketball games. You got great, a great point guard who is still growing and still developing and has a chance to be one of the best in five years. He's also corner. a rich
3: ball client. Yes. At, ball. Yes.
0: And, and you know what? And his dad has a lot of influence too. Mm-hmm. This is America. We need to be paying attention to this. Okay, you know you got Lonzo Ball. You're going to have his brother at some point. You know uh, is going to be a free agent at some point. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm if I'm a team, I'm snatching up the middle son. And I'm. The the, Angelo. Just like, yes, just yes. like I said, we should have did with Giannis. Giannis. We should have got all all the answers <laughs> to all a hundred of them, and we should have <laughs> put him in our on our team. Did you hear him nail
2: that? He nailed that. Yes, 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 did. yes. There was I a did. time when we we. Okay, struggled. you know,
0: first of all, you don't need to go back in the past. The past, the past. I, it's for and, cowards you know, and losers. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I admit, I, I butchered his name. I butchered his name, something terrible. But I recovered though. I That's recovered.
2: Right. It was smooth. It just. It, it just flowed. It just flowed. flowed. It it just flowed. It I did. mean, but.
0: I mean, oh Lord, y'all! Uh, this is this is. You're it's, watching it's, on
2: YouTube. You know what's by. going on right now.
0: It's a walk by, not a drive by. It's just <laughs> no. walking by, letting I them think go. This is a form of torture. Yeah.
2: It is. It, it's a form of torture.
0: Americans, bring your dog, bring your puppy to work day, and uh, you know they're making us pay for bringing them to work. <laughs> today. I think
3: we're going to take a little break here, try oh. to air out the hustle and flow studio just a little bit, <laughs> a and fun. we return. <laughs> we'll welcome the great Oklahoma legend Marcus Dupree. That's next episode 47. to Give me the hot sauce. Sriracha.
0: Sexy. Tim, give me the hot sauce. I need some more hot sauce, baby. Mercy. Mercy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Yeah!
3: If you are a regular listener, regular viewer, you know the Oklahoma fight song. We want to welcome in one of the all-time greats, one of the greatest running backs in college football history, Marcus Dupree, kind enough to join us on episode 47. Marcus, tell the folks how you first met Stacy King and how this friendship developed.
1: Well, you know, Stacy played at OU. He was friends with Wayman Tisdale, which we all know. Uh, rest in peace, Wayman. Mm-hmm. And we were all friends there in Oklahoma when I was a freshman.
3: And that... Y'all hear me? Yeah, we yeah. Hear, we hear just fine. That freshman season was unbelievable at, at Oklahoma. You put up some numbers that people hadn't seen before. When you first arrived on campus, what were your expectations coming in in such a tough football conference? And did you exceed those as a freshman?
1: Well, to me, I was just trying to make you know make the team, uh, you know, contribute. But I did want to start. Now, in the back of my mind, you know, I'm coming in <laughs> as the number one player in the country. We're trying to move up the chart real
0: fast <laughs> so so give our listeners marcus a little bit of a insight of what it was like being the number one high school recruit in the country and the expectations that came along with that with all the coaches that came because we all saw the the espn documentary and the numbers which, uh, huh? he's, got, he's got to say the numbers if My you interrupt mom. me again one more time like this, I'm going <laughs> to give you a throat punch. All right, let me do you. Let me do me, buddy. I'm gonna okay. Throw punch you. Okay. So anyway, Marcus, Wise I was rudely interrupted by Larry the Lobster. <laughs> tell our listeners. <laughs> tell our listeners what it was like being the number one recruit, having every college coach in America coming down there to your hometown of Mississippi to recruit you.
1: Well, at first it was kind of fun, you know, seeing all the coaches come in and, and meeting all the coaches and some of the coaches, you know, growing up, watching them on TV, you know? So, uh, then at the end, it, it kind of get, you know, the pressure started getting, you know, getting a little more pressure a little more pressure as the days go by, as you get to, cl- you know, close to signing day. So after that, you know, I just enjoyed it. It tried to suck it all in while I you know why I could. And, uh, Also, my friends did, too, and, you know, we just enjoyed it, man. It wasn't that much pressure to the last couple days, but last couple days I already knew where I was going.
0: So when you look back at your your time at Oklahoma, because – both you and Wayman came in as freshmen. It was probably, you two were the two highest ranked players that come to Oklahoma. You in football, Wayman in basketball. And that was a great time, you know, for both sports because Wayman, you know, you kicked off the Sooners and and, and put them, you know, put them in, in national spotlight. Wayman put the basketball team in the, in the spotlight. How was it like walking around campus with Big Moose? Uh, and <laughs> you, two were, you two were the hottest oh freshmen, God. probably the most famous people on campus. Yeah. How was it like walking around? around with big Wayne.
1: well you know it was cool but we was always janking and putting you know joking around so we really didn't pay no t- any attention we were so young and we you know we stupid you, you know we just <laughs> glad to be there you know what i'm saying <laughs> and uh just 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 going to campus and going on campus and walking to class and just enjoying it just being a student student athlete i guess so it was fine but we you know we we, didn't, we really didn't know what was going on, really. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, Marcus, I uh, wanted to ask you about your relationship. You grew up in Philadelphia, Mississippi, and I know that Walter Payton became a, a close friend over the years. He grew up in Columbia. And your journey through the USFL, and then you made the comeback, you wore his number, uh, 34. Can you talk about your relationship with Walter Payton?
1: Well, you know, we, we talked a little bit while I was being recruited, and then we got to be better friends after I came back at the uh, – getting ready to come back during the USFL days and, and when I got hurt. So we, we end up being business partners. It was great, you know, being somebody great like Walter Payton was an honor to be around every day. I'm um, also around his brother Eddie to this day. We play golf together and hang out, and, and uh, we have our NFL meetings, out, you know, all right there in Jackson, Mississippi. So uh, it was an honor. Definitely learned a lot, uh, learned how to train better, uh, just, just – just be, him being Walter was just an honor in itself.
0: Now, now you coming in Oklahoma with this this ballyhoo number one recruiting the nation, and they had who who was in front of you during that time? Was it was it Spencer Tillman? Who, who was in front of you at that time as well, running Spencer, back?
1: Spencer and I came in at the same time, uh, but they had like Stanley Wilson, Chet Winters, uh, Steve Sewell, Buster. Wow. Brown. Wow. Uh, uh Ledbetter. the lead better, led better. about
0: eight nine guys in front of me. <laughs> and, 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 and and those most of those guys played pro ball.
1: Yeah, most of them did. So no you doubt. you
0: come in as the number one recruit and you're playing behind all these guys who have pretty much established themselves as sooner backs. They were sharing the backfield and, and you come in and you know, it, it, we know listening to the you know the documentary that your your relationship with Barry Switzer is much better now than what it was yeah. when you was eighteen years old. So get us yeah, a little yeah. insight about that.
1: Well, you know, just I, I didn't understand why, you know, being a 17 year old, uh, I'm doing all the right things, trying to do all the right things. I wouldn't get in any trouble of coming to play ball, get my books, go to school. And, I, you know, I didn't know, understand why he was always griping on me or, you know, I just didn't understand. I yeah. mean, I'm doing all the right things. What else can I do? Trust me, I understand if I do something wrong. I, I was raised that way. If I do something wrong, I'm going to be a man, step up so I did something wrong, but I wasn't doing nothing wrong. So I didn't understand.
0: Yeah. So it seemed like he was picking on you or singling you out during that time.
1: Oh, yeah. I ain't no doubt about it. Me and Coach Selman used to talk about it all the time. Coach Hall, you know. So I just didn't know why. I mean, all he had to do was say, look, you know, he said all these guys came in, been trying to make the roster. I understand it. But I come to play ball and I came to get my books and I come to play ball. And I, went, I didn't get him to sit on the bench. No.
0: Now, how long did it take before you, you got your opportunity as a starter and they put you out there?
1: I would say about the fifth ball game. Uh, well, I scored against Texas. Then next week, uh, well, I actually, yeah, I, I guess I did start against Oklahoma State. So, yeah, so about the fifth ball game.
0: And then once you touched the, bat and touched the football, it exploded. <laughs> they probably said, damn, we had this dude sitting on the bench all this time. <laughs> well,
1: he was know, right. I, 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 I was going in alternating with Stanley, you know, we because, we, you know, we changed the offense to the eye. So, we yep. was, you know, they had Stanley up for the Heisman Trophy. I didn't think Stanley was a Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah. I, mean, I know he, he did some good things, but I didn't think he was a Heisman Trophy candidate. But so we was alternating with Stanley. You know, I was alternating with Stanley. So, you know, I would go in and I would try to make the best of my little time in. So every time I got the ball, I tried to score.
0: Yeah, and you pretty much did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you pretty much yeah. did. <laughs> I, I, I like. I go back to the Fiesta Bowl when you had, the, I think, is it still a record now in the, at the Fiesta Bowl? That, it's still a, re- yeah, still a record. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, remember, I remember watching that game, and I was like, why is it this dude, why were not they playing this guy early in the year? They might have been undefeated. They might have been playing for a <laughs> national championship. But I, I, I liken it to when I, was, when I came in at Oklahoma with Billy Tubbs. You know, I came in as a top recruit, and it seemed like he didn't like me. <laughs> you see like he was like my first game, my first game as a student. I dropped twenty two, and 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 I was like, oh, this is gonna be easy. And then they said, no, I was I was on the bench. I was like, and guys playing in front of me that I thought was better, and I contemplated leaving. I was like, man, I ain't come here to sit on the bench. You know, I'm from Oklahoma. I didn't come to sit on my have my mama drive all the way up two hours to watch me sit on the bench.
1: Right. right. right, So I know exactly
0: what you were feeling like uh, at the end of that. And I don't think a lot of people understood that, um, you know, you end up leaving and then, you know, going somewhere else. Was that hard for you to leave Oklahoma, especially after you having that success in the, in the Fiesta bowl. And then that next year would have been really, really big for you.
1: Yeah, it was definitely hard. You know, I walked away from possibly two husband trophies. Yes. Uh, probably two national championships because I get I get uh Keith Jackson every time we see each other. I said, man, we sure miss you in that that first oh, national championship, man. and no doubt we would have won that game if you were there. And so I, I get that all the time from Keith. So, uh, but yeah, so hey, it is, I do what I had to do.
3: And then your career path led you to the USFL, where you played a couple of seasons and suffered a serious knee injury. When you look back on it. You wish you could have done things differently because obviously the knee injury just derailed what was look going to be such a promising professional career.
1: Well, I kind of look at it both ways because you know I could have tore it up in uh, in in college and never even made a dime. You know, because you no, know, we didn't get we, we're not getting the nil now. No, and we should have had it back. Right. Yeah, we should have <laughs> had it.
0: I'd be making some serious money.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt.
2: But do you also look at your significance, though? growing up where you grew up and what happened in that town and that before you were were born about that same time in Philadelphia and how you, you brought so many people together and you kind of changed the way. And that significance, I mean, you must look at yourself as sort of a hero in a sense. I mean, I know you just had the one big year at Oklahoma, but what you did for the South at that time, you must feel really proud about that.
1: Well, you know, like I said, I'm this old country boy, and I didn't know what was going on. I was just doing what I do, what God put me on this earth to do, and I just did it. And you no, know, I think about it sometimes, but I just think it was just part of life.
0: You know, what the, you know what the cool thing is. Even though you only played one season in Oklahoma you're still revered as one of the greatest backs of all time there by the fan base and by the Sooner Nation. And I think that's really, really cool that you yeah. can come back anytime and you get just as much love as Billy Sims or any other great running backs that came to Oklahoma.
1: No doubt. No doubt, man. I'm, like, I'm doing a lot of appearances this weekend, a lot of appearances last weekend. And before that, because my grandson was up here last the first game we played Tulane, so he he's being recruited up here. So, uh, oh, that's the nice. The last couple of weekends have been good. Been definitely been good.
0: So how do you how do you feel about this year's team? I, I mean, I'm listen. I, I'm sitting at home watching these these Sooners play. You know, I'm always going to rock the Sooners no matter what. I'm not a fan that jumps off the bandwagon when they struggle, but I, right. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous, Marcus. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm hey, I'm a, little a little nervous. nervous
1: too. I mean, I mean, they hyped this team up to be great and be supposed to be great. Uh, last three last these last three games haven't really showed me anything right now. I know. It's, to me, they're still playing the same right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they're they're beating teams, they're supposed to beat, but they haven't been impressive. And and right. watching, and the one thing like the the offense has been inconsistent. You know, they're not they're not able to run the ball consistently, and then their defense has been giving up chunks of yards. I mean, Tulane coming here looking like, you know, they look like an SEC team against Oklahoma <laughs> with the many points they put up.
1: But no doubt about it, man. We definitely gotta I don't know. I don't know what his concept is for his re- is recruiting I always say you need to go get some all-American junior college players bring them in and and you know dabble in some high school guys so they can learn behind these guys I think that that could put your big defense right where it needs to be
0: What do you, what do you think of Spencer Rattler what, what's your opinion of Spencer Rattler
1: Well you know he's still to me still a little inconsistent he's putting up some decent numbers uh he just I don't know it's something about He's he's kind of cocky, but I, I could be confident, <laughs> you know. He uh, still got to show me some more stuff. We, I mean, three three games like so. We hadn't played anybody, so let's you know show me something. Maybe this week, maybe I don't know. To me, West Virginia's still not not competitive enough. Nah. With us going to the SEC, we gotta be. We go to the SEC, we gotta be competitive every weekend.
0: Oh yeah, because it's it's a whole different ball game now in the SEC because, you know, you got to compete against Alabama, Georgia, Florida, I mean, Auburn. I mean, these teams consistently put up, you know, amazing numbers. They they're always in the top, you know, 10, 15 in college football. And, you know, now you got Oklahoma coming in, you got Texas coming in. You're going to have to recruit against those guys, you know, before you didn't have to really recruit against those guys head to head. Now, right. you actually got to go head to head against Nick Saban. Every every no, no, every no. recruiting period, and that's no, going to no, be no. tough.
1: It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, they go, but Coach Switzer did it. So you know, maybe you need to go back to Coach Switzer's, uh <laughs> recipe. And,
2: and <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real quick, Marcus. I've watched your. Uh, you kind of have a style of like Walter Payton because you turn it in. You're always taking hits. I saw the Earl Campbell. You got the breakaway speed of a Bo Jackson. But when you think about what, we, what what player did you emulate? Did you think what your style of running?
1: Uh, you know, I really didn't try to emulate anybody, but just try to put all three of those guys in one body. And you you count, you, you said it just right.
0: And I That's would even I, I would I would even throw Eric Dickerson in that. Oh, the money. Yeah yeah, 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 I would throw Eric Dickerson well, in there. Yeah. Not because you had the super Jerry curl that had the carefree spray on it, yeah. you know it was it was coming, it was coming out the helmet. I, yeah. I ain't even saying that. I and, he had the, and he had the goggles on. I ain't, I ain't gonna say all that.
1: So what are you gonna say?
0: I'm <laughs> just saying he was a great running back. Yeah. I mean, but but yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just cause he had that he knows he know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I know, oh no. You know, we all had that juicy flow back in the well, day. Well he had, he had we the goggles. It. We he all had, had
2: it. He had the Eric Dickerson, yeah. He had the but I don't he ran over guys. But
0: power, but power and speed, yeah. I mean, just explosive. I mean, just unbelievable. Once he hit the hole. Gone, BB, beep, beep, gone, and for a guy that big, I mean, you, you, you just you just don't see that. You don't even see it. Did it? I mean, most running backs today are not like that. They're not built Stace, like that. If
1: I, Stace, if I played in this offense right now, I'd still be running. Thirty years later,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I
1: believe it.
2: Well, I you, believe it. You you did get a. I remember you did get a hundred yards in that preseason game, right against the Raiders, and yeah. then Chuck Knox cut you the next the next right. Yeah. That,
1: so like the next week, I had like fifty yards against Green Bay. And then I had like another fifty yards. I was just getting. He would always take me out. I'm like, what is up with this? But yeah, uh, I led the preseason with the Rams and rushing. And uh, but if Coach Robinson was still there, I still would have been there. So yeah, I don't know.
0: Because yeah. he was he was he was a running back. He was a running coach. He he mm-hmm. loved to, to run the Marcus football. Marcus Allen. Yeah, Marcus yeah. Allen. Was, yeah,
1: yeah. He, had, he don't have a stable before. So uh, yeah. So now, did you tell? Now,
0: you you told us off off the air that you got your son is down at uh, at Alabama. Um, I,
1: I had a son that played at Alabama uh, back in 2000,
0: 2001, somewhere
1: in there. So he played Excuse for it. Nick Saban. No, he played no, for Fran
0: Shoney. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: okay, yeah,
0: okay, okay. You got yeah. a grandson. You got a grandson that's being recruited by Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Damn, you're like too young
0: to be great. a grandpa, boy.
1: Man, I got 13,
0: brother. You got 13? <laughs> Holy wow. smoke, for real? Yes, indeed. Boy. That'll keep you
3: busy. You ain't
0: lying, boy. <laughs> but see, but hey, the good thing about it is you're a young grandpa. You can get out there and oh, throw yeah. the football with him. You can get out there and do oh, some hey, things no, with him.
1: Oh, no doubt. They try to hit me, I'll be like, oh, you oh, don't hit Papa. <laughs> <hit
0: Pawpaw. laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, tell, tell us a little bit about the, the Boomer Cush.
1: Well, yeah. I wanted to uh, get into this last year, and uh, I know I, I I knew if it ever started in Oklahoma, I wanted to get in and just be a part of something new and fresh, and and uh, so I kept waiting to see if it was anybody because half the people in the state says boomer, half of them say sooner. And I said, well, I'm gonna see if somebody gonna come up with a uh, a boomer. I said boomer kush. I said I'm gonna see if somebody <laughs> gonna come up with boomer kush, and nobody <laughs> never did. So I was like, well, time for me to go ahead and get it and snatch it. So that's that's how I got started.
0: Smart move, smart move, little businessman over there. Business savvy, <laughs> that Oklahoma education boy.
1: That's it. There you go. <laughs> All
0: right. So, what's your prediction this week with Oklahoma and West Virginia?
1: Ooh, I hadn't seen West Virginia play, so I really don't want to get that prediction. Uh, I said I'm just gonna throw it out there and say we won't win 20, 28 eight seven something like that. Twenty
0: eight to seven. That's that's a <laughs> good pick. That's that's a pretty. That's pretty. Safe gonna, pick. Are you going to get a little safer this time? What was your last week? It was by 30? Yeah, hey, listen. You know what? <laughs> your your attitude is, is not going unnoticed over there, okay? Because I'm always going to support my sooners. I'm always going to go high. Yeah, but they were
2: All favored right. by thir- 22, and you said they're going to beat them yeah. by okay. 32.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going out. I'm not going on a limb. I'm going to say they're going to score 35. And West Virginia 14. Right. 35 14. It Write it down. I'm See, they I'm always try to they always down. try to catch me saying something, Marcus. <laughs> this is what I gotta deal with up here, man. This is what I gotta deal with up here in Chicago, man. We supposed to be a family, but they teach, they treat me like Tito Jackson. <laughs> that
1: was up, man.
0: That was up. <laughs> well man, listen, we appreciate you coming on, boy. I know you gotta do your own show. He's got his own show. Tell tell our listeners what your show is called.
1: Well, it's called 4th and 22 on Facebook, so we, you know, we keep it live. We don't do the podcast and I don't have all the big crew, so it's just a one-man show. One-man, one-horse, pony show.
0: Yeah, but you can so carry he- the load. You can carry the water, big fella. You can carry the water, big fella. Don't act
1: like you can.
3: Hey, Marcus, before before we let you go, you know, so, so many famous athletes have had the uh, ESPN crews involved in their lives with the 30 for 30. I'm just curious, what did you think about the production that they came up with? Was it a fair... Uh, that documentation of your life and what was your reaction to it?
1: Oh yeah, it was definitely there. Uh, fair. Uh, I was there for all the editing, all the all the production. So yeah, we we kind of did it together. So it was everything I wanted: happy, sad, and all in between. It's, it's awesome. like
3: Michael Jordan, right?
1: That's awesome, man. <laughs>
3: Got that executive yeah, producer credit. Make sure everything's yeah. gonna turn out okay.
0: Yeah, hey, man. That's yeah. awesome, bro. That's awesome, man.
3: Well, Marcus, oh, baby, there it keep, is. Keep thriving down in Oklahoma. And I know the king is going to be down to see you for one of these games coming up. Yes, sir. Oh, Sound good. We
1: got to get him on the show. Gotta oh, go. I got
0: to get some of that Boomer Kush, baby. I can only take <laughs> it in Oklahoma. If I bring it back to Illinois, they might try to Rodney the king me, baby. <laughs> oh, do, there you go. You do, Don't tease you, bro. Look at that Boomer Kush, baby.
3: That is the great Marcus Dupree. We're coming back with Rapid Fire here on episode 47. Give me the hot sauce. <laughs> We had a great time talking with Marcus Dupree and we're going to keep the football talk going for a while. Bears fans have been waiting for this day. They're going to have Justin Fields under center, the starting quarterback as they take on the Browns in Cleveland. Stacy, there's mixed uh, emotions on whether the kid is ready. He struggled a little bit in his first extended duty in the NFL, but he didn't get any snaps in practice and, and they really weren't running a game plan designed for his skills. What are your expectations for Fields in his first
0: NFL start? Oh, Justin nationwide <laughs> is on your side okay insurance protect that kid yeah. you know and and my thing is regardless of you know playing him or not you should always have a package for him you should have had a package for him just in case because you know how bad the offensive line is. And if the Red Rocket or the Red Rifle goes down, there's a possibility because the line is not that good. Mm-hmm. So you, you you should have had a package ready for this kid to come out there to play just in case. Even if you only had two packages, had something for him. Because he looked... What they had when they had him in that game plan the other day, it that was Andy Dalton's game plan. Right. So but is Dalton for sure out? He's out. He's out. He's out. Okay, because I think he won't
3: even be active. Nick Foles is the backup.
2: Well, why why don't you just consider what Stacy's saying, let Nick Foles start and then No, no, no. no. You You gotta get the kid in in there. there.
0: It's over now. Because they already put him out there now. They already put him out. But you gotta expose him. Well, what you need to do, Bears, if you listen to me. You know, I didn't I'm not a I'm not a I'm not an offensive coordinator, but I did sleep in a holiday Inn last night. Okay. So get the kid on the move. Get him moving. Yeah, roll him let, out. Let him roll out. Let him use his legs. Let him survey the field because he has great vision on the move. He keeps his eyes downfield and he's able to pick people apart. But if you keep him in the line and have him take the you know, take a snap behind the center, I mean you're you're basically just saying open the door and let the wolves in to just rip him up. It's
3: interesting, though, that Matt Nagy still said uh, during his Wednesday meeting with reporters that when Andy Dalton's healthy, he's going to be the starter. You know, but you but know what, that can change if the kid yeah. plays really well you and a couple of you, games. You
0: shouldn't even say that. Yeah. You say, listen, we're we're hoping Andy has a speedy recovery. Just right now worry about this. Week. Right now we're going this week with Justin and we'll evaluate it later on. But right. to put pressure on yourself, if this kid comes that's, out and throws for four hundred yards yeah. and like five touchdowns, how how are you gonna go back on that? You put yourself in you paint yourself in a corner when you do that.
2: That's what he's doing. He's CYA and you know, he's covering himself. It's good balance. You know?
0: Well that's really nice. I was trying to figure out what is CYA? Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
3: Cover. Cover your eyes.
2: Cover your ass. Cover
0: your ass. Okay, yeah. that's why I didn't know that. that I was no.
3: thinking back to my CYO basketball. Yeah, I, in I didn't seventh know eighth grade, You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Stinger
0: comes up. Stinger comes up. Christian or Youth you <laughs> Organization. I, you I, know, what, one what of the white know. shorts you said that people <laughs> the have the the white uh, shorts. The Wimbledon white. Shorts, Wimbledon the Wimbledon white. No, I didn't car, know that about that. My
2: car was Wimbledon white. Wimbledon white. But I'm just gonna remind you what Belichick did. What did he do? Oh, here we go. He cut Cam Newton. He named Mac Jones the starter. Let's go. Okay. okay. Anyways.
3: Oh,
0: okay. Hey, hey
3: Southside, you ran into a uh, story about Cam Newton when you were I traveling did. to Bozeman, Montana this week. I was, what?
0: what? Bozeman, what? Montana? Yeah. A little vacation. A Bo-
3: little mini vacation.
0: Oh. little Boisland. girl's trip. Yeah. Wow. And I was at the Lululemon, and the woman that was waiting on us said Cam Newton was in and I texted Grace and I said, "Where is he?" You know, just oh. like, just like well, we know he, he likes, likes big hats and, and you know, like exotic fashion, and he, and he likes tight pants, <laughs> like Ouch. tights, Ouch. Lu, Lululemon pants, yeah. yoga, yeah, yoga pants. So oh. she looked on on Instagram and there was no trace, which gave me a lot of respect because I think he was actually laying low and not. Telling everyone where he was sitting, so I didn't have a sighting. But well, he's apparently. just
2: looking wow. for an NFL gig, but they don't have a team yeah, in Montana, yeah. <laughs> so
3: that's going to be a problem uh, I mean, for him. Bill he, he Jackson's in Montana. Yeah, listen,
0: he could have bought some Lululemons, and no one would have known he was there. It's you place. buy it, you buy it in Chicago. Everybody knows what are you doing in the Lululemon shop? Why are you buying those tights? <laughs> you know, when New York City. You know, big cities. They're going to call him out. Yeah. But see, in yeah. Montana, no one knows anything. It was like, oh, this is guys. You know, he's yeah. buying tights. Okay, <laughs> they don't know who it was.
3: You know, Stinger it. brought up uh, Bill Belichick, and one of the things. That we heard on the Monday night broadcast with Peyton and Eli uh, Manning, who said that uh, they, oh they they were boy. joking or maybe not joking about the they had to be no. careful about their lockers being awful. bugged by Belichick awful. and the Patriots. Listen,
0: that was hilarious. <laughs> oh. I you know what I I am watching them more than I'm actually yeah, watching fun, the game. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm watching them more than I'm watching the game. And that's really sad because I like Monday night football, but they are they they need to put them in the booth seriously because Peyton they Manning be in the booth. Though. Let me tell you something, Peyton Manning is better than Tony Romo. Oh,
3: He's great. Yeah. I
0: mean, he can dissect plays. He can see things that we don't see. He can call things out. Uh, and Eli is turning out to be a great sidekick. Yeah. yeah. Like he's a great, you know, the, what do you call it? A slapstick guy. The, the, and he's the, sneaky. He's like yeah. whispers. He gets yes, that good yeah. line. In, he sneaks you know? in, he sneaks in a good line. You know, Peyton is the, is the headliner. Yeah. Uh, the Pat McAfee guy was funny. They yes, brought him was. on there. Yeah. They should keep he was him sweating on there. his bet. Yeah. He
3: had the Packers minus 11 and a half. And if they like he's going
0: back in his chair. He's trying to talk to Peyton, but he's like, man, I don't want to lose my bet. Dude, they that is the best thing created that 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 ESPN created. Yeah. And I like I like Lewis Riddick. I like like him as on the Monday Night Football. Um, you know, I'm not I don't know about Steve Levy. Steve Levy is kind of vanilla. You know I, I need I like Mike Tirico. I, I like you know those guys who were there before uh John Gruden was awesome when he was there but um but man the the, Brian Manning, is the the, other guy the, the Manning the Manning brothers man is hilarious they're good. like
3: Main ESPN is going to lose a lot of viewers over to ESPN. Well, and
0: it, you know, I know. And you know what? That's, that's going to be a tough dilemma because it's like, because that, that's where you get the advertisement yeah. dollars at pretty soon. People want to come on on the, on the Manny brothers and say, well, we want to pay advertising for the Manny because everybody's watching them.
3: They probably sell it as a package deal. ESPN and ESPN. Uh, I'm gonna
0: tell you what, ESPN has got lightning in a bottle with that. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how they how they keep playing it. But the comments, some of the some of the 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 comments that they make, uh, you know, about you know, when they were playing the New England Patriots, they had to go into the shower to talk. You know they had all go huddle up in the shower to talk because they they knew <laughs> yeah, you the said Patriots. Yeah, it was kind of strange. You got yeah. seven guys yeah. huddling yeah. up in the yeah, shower. Yeah, yeah, And then you know Eli it, had a little it, offhand. comment. Yeah, it's camp also it's kind of also strange
2: yeah, how many times he got beat by the Patriots. Payton well, Manning, here he
3: goes. Here he goes. I'm just
2: saying it. Wah,
0: wah, just,
2: I'm just, I'm just saying it. And I you
3: guess know, your so. your guy Tom Brady is about ready to set the all time passing yardage record this weekend. Well, well, not, coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, they killed Tom Brady too.
0: They get they got Tom Brady too. You know, they had the little the little cup, the little uh solo cup, and then Peyton Manning made the comment uh, no, I don't have that TB twelve juice. Uh, oh, no. he got him. It. You heard it? Heard yes. because yeah. yeah. uh Jay Cutler uh tweeted, yeah, yeah, Hey, yeah. I wonder what's in Peyton's, you know, that red cup. And then Peyton saw the tweet, and he said, oh, Jay Cutler tweeted me. What? He goes, "He goes, uh, I can what? guarantee it's not that TB12 juice. Uh, yeah, but
2: wasn't there some HGH shipment sent to the Manning home?
0: Hey, I don't know country? about that. His wife got it, okay? His wife, his wife,
2: <laughs> his wife, his wife. All
0: I know, his wife got it. You know, she's in the bodybuilding. That's all I know. She takes um, it seriously. Yeah, yeah, she takes it real seriously. But, don't try to blame. Don't, don't, don't try to, don't, you know, New England fan over here. But don't Yeah, blame. but how
3: about Brady at 44 having – Arguably the best start to his NFL career. Yeah, and, and Nine Gron- touchdown passes in the first four, two weeks. Four for Gronk. Well, how, how, about,
0: how about New England really regretting that move? I don't think so. Yeah, I think they are. Matt, Matt Jones is not we'll going to get a Super Bowl. We'll see if they play next week. We'll They're see. not getting to a Super yeah. Bowl. They're not getting to a Super
2: Bowl. I'll, I'll take all bets. And Gronk you can't you wanna take to all bet? You want to yeah. bet? Yeah, I'll bet.
0: That New England's going to beat Tampa Bay? Yeah. Where's the game being played? In New England. Yeah, Tom Brady is and, and not Fox gonna lose. Pro. Tom Brady is not gonna lose in Foxborough. All right, well, we'll we're not giving yeah. any points. It's straight up. It's straight up. Straight up. Straight dinner. up. Straight up. dinner. You'll bring dinner. Dinner. To the hot dinner. Hot dinner. Hot dinner. Dinner. Okay. Okay. Dinner. And you're
3: talking about in the influence of Peyton and Eli. You know Gronk had to go in front of the media in Tampa and and tell people that yeah I do watch film because he was joking with the yeah. Manning's that he doesn't yeah. watch
0: film. And so what?
3: I know. Who cares? Yeah. There's no big deal. As I mean, productive as he is, who cares and, and listen, if he watches who film? Who
0: cares? And I, and we talked about this last week about Gronk. Gronk is is healthy now. Gronk has now got you know a full year of football underneath his belt. He's running better. He's running better routes. He's he's still physical. And and anybody not saying he is the greatest tight end ever, or at least one of the top three of all time, man, you need to have your head examined. That kid can. That kid is a phenomenal player.
3: I was thinking of Timmy Whispers when I when I saw our guy Connor McGregor with uh, that tight suit trying to throw out the first pitch at Wrigley Field, and he almost killed somebody along the backstop.
1: And what the fool?
0: Uh, <laughs> <no, right.
3: laughs> and Al Forn is the other guy I thought of, you know? Man,
0: listen, listen, man. He and he tried to throw it from 60 feet.
3: Yes. That was a huge But mistake. he almost tore the whole suit. The back listen, is bulging. Yes, His yes. crotch is about first to rip. Of all, you know? First
0: of all, first of all, listen, you know, all these tight clothes wearing people that love the tight wearing. But, <laughs> okay, that's not a place to be trying to throw out a first pitch with all these tight clothes on.
3: And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Stinger's done a good job of bringing it up for us. Now, this is crazy. He hits the bricks in the back. (laughs) I mean, that's like 50 cents on roids or 50 cent on roids. I mean, he, he threw it far enough. But, you know, I mean, I don't know what, and he joked about it afterward. Marquis interviewed right. him live for about five minutes. He goes, I, I thought that was great. I, great velocity. Speaking of tight pants, I think he went to the same
2: Lulu star that, uh, <laughs> that Sam yeah.
0: Newton went to. Yeah, they, they look like spandex. I mean, they were so tight. And, and when he threw that pitch, when he threw that pitch, I was like, man, did he hit somebody? Like, I thought he literally hit somebody. Yeah. He you did? know? I, yeah, I'm going to tell Side you what. Arm. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, though. If I'd have been back there, yeah. I would have fell down. Even if he didn't hit me, I'd have fell down. They'd have had, they would have had to look for a video. That, proper 12 they, money, they, huh? They would have been looking for the video. Did he actually hit Stacey King? I mean, we don't know. I, I would have I would have just fell down and then got to shaking. I would have been shaking, America. They'd have been like, I would have, have been proper 12. would have been King's proper 12. Yes, yes. But no one's going to tell him. No one's going to tell him in his face that he sucked. Yeah. No,
2: everyone said that. After. No, yeah, everybody's saying it online, <laughs> yeah. social
0: media, but ain't nobody gonna roll up on Conor McGregor and say, "Hey, dude, you suck trying to throw a pitch," yeah. okay? Because he might just give you like a kick to the face, okay? I'm the only one, I'm only one of the people I would do it. I would tell him. I'd be like, "Look, man, hey, I like you, a big fan, but you absolutely suck." Seriously, and then he'd be like, "Fuck you," and I'd be like, i like, you know what? Let's do it then. Let's do it, Connor. Let's go." Two whispers.
3: Was, was it a, was it a red panty night for him that
0: night? <laughs> <laughs> he got no, none. It was Grammy panties. <laughs> <that night. laughs> it was bloomer night. And yeah, you guys are,
3: are big fans of the, of the boxing and the, and the pre-fight. News conferences. What did you think of Canelo Alvarez? uh, Hey, Hey, I'm gonna
0: tell you something. Canelo got great head movement. Okay, the dude came, (laughs) the dude came back. He pushed him, and the dude came back and threw a jab, and Canelo slipped it. And he came back with a left. and I mean, it was a slap, yeah. but he got a whelp under his eye. Oh, yeah. So now if you're that guy and you're saying to yourself, like, wow, man, this dude beat me slapping. <laughs> I can only imagine what's going to happen when I put the gloves when on. Is,
3: when is that fight?
0: It's Saturday, I think.
3: Is he, is, are they going to look for a delay because of the cut under his eye? No.
0: No. no? I, think, I, I think they're going to fight. I mean, listen.
3: Is that another fight? Your sons are going to come over and watch for free?
0: <laughs> no, I think I think we got a big UFC fight this week. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, like, yeah. is it Nick Diaz? Uh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. Yes, championship. Yeah. It's championship. He's coming back seven yes. years off. Nick, Nick like Diaz. Nick Diaz. Five he's been over? longer. He's been off like eight years. It's been a long. time. So we time, got man. Nick Diaz being back. Nick Diaz army. I'm part of the Nick Diaz army. Okay, and he's coming back. And then we got like championship fights. You got Valentina, uh, is fighting. You got um, you got uh, Volkanov Volkanovsky from. Yeah. uh He's fighting against uh. One. Who's he fighting?
3: And Tim's bringing ribs. What time? Oh, oh
1: man!
0: You know what? You know what, what you know what, America? You know what, America? Hey, bring wait, some wait to yeah. the show. Next hey, show, I'm bringing them in. You know what? Just stop lying, Tim. You're not you're not <laughs> doing anything. Okay, we, we talked about wow. this last show about <laughs> the ribs, and we was like, yeah, guys, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it when it, when the weather changes, and the weather's changing. changes, freezing right now, and it ain't nobody out there grilling no, no, no damn I'm bringing ribs. Bringing them with some of that, Stacy. Kings Q-, Q on them. Facetime us again, Stacy. You know what? I, I on the, tried to on listen.
1: Download.
0: I tried to Facetime the the hot sauce crew to let them know what's going on i felt like i was being kidnapped oh, yeah. i felt like i was being kidnapped you know misery and i'm trying to i'm trying to reach out to my crew and say hey guys we got ribs here in barrington come on down and then tim's like he grabs my phone what are you doing what are you doing don't call them don't call them i'm like Tim, there are there are friends. We'll We're be our family. On uh, he yeah. didn't order enough friends. The extortion <laughs> continues. Yeah. Well, hey, thirty years of abuse. 30, <laughs> 30, thirty years of abuse. Well, you just yeah. figured buying
3: the fight, pizza, drinks, and all Stacey's kids. That's about five hundred bucks out to the king on Saturday. Yeah.
0: You know what? Man, you know. Hey. Listen, worth every damn. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but you know, it's the only time I see my kids. It's America. It's the only time I see my kids. America. I gotta pay for. It. I gotta pay to see my damn kids. What kind of? What kind of? What kind of kids is that that the dad has to go and buy and tempt them with pizza and beer and and all the little trimmings to come over to my house to see the old man. It's sad, America. This is what I, this is what it's come to.
3: We mentioned the hot sauce earlier in the oh, show. The we were sauce. talking to Marcus Dupree. You yes. can get a bottle for yourself. Yes. Give me the hot sauce. Gimme the hot sauce.com.
0: <laughs> <dot> <laughs> and if you happen to have a marijuana dispensary and you are willing to make a trade with me and my hot sauce, I will oh be my happy gosh. to make we're doing a trade. Deals. You know, we you know you gotta Barters. be careful, America. You need to send it to a P.O. box. <laughs> and okay. And I'm gonna give you my name on the P.O. box. Send it to Tony Montana. P.O. Box seven eight nine two four, and then I will send you some hot sauce for your gummies, your your creams, whatever you got that you can give me. And don't make don't make sure you don't put my name on it. I do not want men in black coming to my house arresting me, America. And she'll like it too. And she'll <laughs> like it too, especially the CB. What is the CB CBD oil? CBD. Oh, <laughs> the CBD oil. Oh, America. And she'll like it too.
3: Hey, coming up next week on episode 48 of Gimme the Hot Sauce, we get you ready for the start of NBA training camp. We'll take a look around the league with special guest, Thadgic Johnson. Thajic the former Johnson! Bull. Thaddeus Young is going to join Gimme the oh, Hot Sauce for yeah. episode 48, so make sure to uh, get ready for mentions and notifications, subscribe, listen, all those things. We want to make sure that you don't miss an episode. I want to thank you for listening to episode 47 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. Thanks to our special guest, Marcus Dupree. Thanks to uh, Stacy's dogs for behaving themselves very well during the show, outside
0: of a, a couple of gaseous <laughs> incidents. Yeah. Bring your puppy to do work day, America. All right. Uh, remember,
1: drive home <laughs> safely, Chicago. <laughs> beep, beep.